Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel, your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. Hello, firecrackers, and welcome to another episode of The Honest Uproar. I am today with Munira. Hello, Munira. How are you? Hello, I'm good today. Excellent. Uh, Munira is from Singapore. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What you like to do, what you're passionate about, um, everything. We want to know everything. Everything. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Anira. I'm in my mid-30s. Um, what I do, I am a writer. I uh, am a journalist. For, uh, like That's my background. Uh, what I like to do, I think, uh, I read in my spare time. I like to go to like theater events, and I think, um, yeah, we. I like to travel, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just basically enjoying my life. Awesome. So you've been a journalist during your whole career, or did you used to do something else? Uh, um, yeah, almost all of my career. I would say it, it, it is my career. Okay, and are you passionate, like really passionate about it? Yeah, I I enjoy writing. Um, So I think a lot of it has to do with just channeling my ideas into words. And I like that process a lot. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So you would say you are a lot better communicating by writing than by talking? Uh, Maybe in, in in some instances. But I think communication is important in any way. Mm-hmm. As long as, if you want to communicate well, I think that's something you have to work on, either like through talking or by writing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, for yeah. sure. All right. Um, okay. So, tell us a little bit about when you did you realize that you wanted to have a child free lifestyle and why? Uh, I think the thought first crossed my mind when I was like 15. I definitely, I mean, that was something I felt like, no, I don't think I want to have kids in my life. I don't think this is something I want to do. But I think in my 20s, I kind of changed my mind a little bit here and there. Sometimes you wonder, right? You wonder what your future would be and what your life would be like. And then you wonder if kids are part of your life. So in my 20s, I kind of like changed my mind a little bit about it. Uh, But I think when I entered my 30s, that was when I was really sure that um, this is the kids are not a part of the lifestyle that I, I want for myself. So I have not been very vocal about it to, to people around me, but um, it, it's a thought, or it's something that I am becoming more sure of as, as I get older. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know much about Singaporean culture. Uh, can you tell me a little bit how people are viewed, like child-free people are viewed in your, in your culture? I think as a country as a whole, we are uh, facing a low population um, birth rate. Like um, the country is not producing enough uh, 
children to support the new the current population so i think on a national level the, especially the government has been encouraging individuals to get married and have children that's the lifestyle they would want um the, the citizens to have it's more of an economic reason so that you know the, the population is sustainable right um i think um culturally because we are a very diverse a uh, community i think there's a lot of different culture but generally as asians children are valued and family life is very valued the conventional um structure of family is is very valued within our communities so um yeah being child free is something i think it's i would say it is normal in singapore for some people because they choose not to get married that's the first step before you have children Mm-hmm. So for most of us, when we miss, when we we are not married, children is out of the question. You know that that's the kind of um, mindset that we have. But for people to say they are childy by choice, I think that's I don't hear people say that much. Even within couples, among couples who choose not to have children, I don't hear any of that. I mean, not within my circles. I mean, they don't really um, discuss it much. They don't talk about why they are not. Choosing to have children, I'm not sure the reasons why, but I think that's what I've been observing so far. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what about parents, like the older generations? Uh, you know, regardless of what the government thinks, regard you know that they need more people to sustain the economy. What about at a personal, like family level? Um, I mean, it differs from family to family, definitely. But I think the general um, consensus I would think is. Um, it's very poor family, you know. They want you to build your own family, to get married and have kids and have have a family of your own. I think. Um, I I don't know. I don't know of anyone who has been very supportive of. I mean, we talked about the older generation, right? So I don't know anyone from that generation that I've heard who has been very supportive of a child's lifestyle. I'm sure they are out there, but I'm just I don't I have not heard of any. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. Um, it is very similar in my culture. Uh, so I'm Colombian, and um, there is a lot of pressure, mainly social. It's not really about economy. It's more about family that you need to like grow up and get married and have children. And breaking with those, uh, you know, those unspoken rules is, is a little bit hard sometimes. Okay, so um, you don't have any children, of course. Uh, so you you have. Free time for yourself. Tell us what you do with your free time. What do you like to do? What are you passionate? What are your like hobbies? Uh, in my free time, I just like to take time for myself. Really, um, I live in a very busy city, so there's always things to explore. There's always things to look out for. There's always events um, to go to. So I keep busy with with the lifestyle and social life. Um, it's also important that we take time for ourselves, even even though it seems. Um, sometimes life is is hectic that we um, practice some kind of self care routine. So I think I hope that's also something I try to uh, incorporate in my free time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think lately I've been bitten by the travel bug. So I've been really trying to focus all my um, um, goals and aspirations towards travel. So yeah, and. I, I mean, what am I passionate about? I don't know. Life, there's a lot of things to be passionate about life. I think sometimes you find something really interesting that you want to learn more about or you just are, you are fascinated about. So, um, yeah, I think just being um, 
curious about life, I think um, it, it, it's a good way to, to, to approach it, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And where is going to be your next vacation spot? I don't know yet. I am planning something for my birthday. I don't really know what I want to do or how I'm going to plan it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm thinking of a, a, a vacation, a birthday trip for in a few months. So I don't know. It's, you know, sometimes there's so many places you want to go. There's so many experiences you want to achieve. But, you know, you just got to sort it out. And um yeah, I don't have an answer for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your past travels. Uh, what is your favorite place that you visited up until now? Ooh, favorite place. Uh, this is so hard to answer. Uh, favorite place. Okay, if I keep returning to that place, does it make it my favorite place? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> Oh, maybe. Okay, I have been making frequent trips to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, just across the country, just across the causeway, our neighboring country. Mm-hmm. Um, I l- really enjoy spending my time there, and uh, it's 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 a different vibe from home. It's very similar. It's sort of similar culturally, and and we share a lot of uh, same of the same past histories. But it's a very different vibe of, of it's a very different city vibe, and um, even if it's just for a weekend, I'm always so happy to spend my time there. Mm-hmm. That's cool, and it's very yeah. cool that you're actually like very close to it too. So you just can do the travel, you know, during the day and you know, get to spend yeah. some time in a whole different culture, yeah. I guess. And I think one of the good things about living in Singapore is close to a lot of different countries mm-hmm. and um, just within an hour or two you you are in another country and it's so close to home sometimes I'm like this place is so close to home but you know things are so different or you know they've been through different things than I have so it's always an interesting you know um, experience when, when we do that. <clears throat> yeah for sure okay um, all right so let's talk a little bit about yourself again um, what type of people do you surround yourself with? your friends? Um, I like to surround myself with people who um, have similar interests in me in one way or another. And um, I like to stick to people who I feel are, um, who have their own goals in life, you know, who want to achieve something in, in life mm-hmm. uh, or they are passionate about something. I think uh, when you surround yourself with people like that, you get their, their like their vibe. Sometimes motivates you. Like they're so into something and they want to build something, and you feel like you may not be into it, or you may not really understand what they do. But you will just yeah, to un- to see them work so hard towards something they they want to achieve. I think that's a good quality to have in a friend. Yeah. And yeah, and I also, I mean, it's important that people around you support you, I guess. Um, yeah, so I think what makes people, what makes me keep people in my life is um, some similar values that we share. And uh, yeah, I think a supportive people are important to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Would you say that choosing the right friends is a form of self-care? Uh, yes, definitely. I think 
we definitely should not one should not ideally should not have toxic people in our lives. So I think if you have that, if you remove um, any form of toxicness in your life, including people, I think it eases you a lot in life. You just don't have to deal with a lot of their crap and. You know, it's, it's lifts a load of your mental health, I would say. Like, you don't have to be thinking about or worried about what they say or do. I, so definitely, I think it's a form of self-care. I think it's a wise choice to make, I think, because self-care is a choice we make for our lives, right? So it's, it's a choice. I think some people might be like, oh, you can't choose who comes into your life or, you know, who stays. But I think it's definitely a choice you can make. And it's a conscious choice on this end decision that you choose to see people's thoughts you know um and you decide whether it's good or, or it, it's worth keeping them you know what i mean in that mm-hmm. sense yeah so, but, so if a relationship or if a friendship is not very helpful to your to your life or to your um, wellness to your well-being i don't think there's a point of struggling or, or there's a point of trying to make the, the relationship or the friendship work and um, so, yeah, definitely, I think um, it's a form of self-care just to make the right choices for yourself and for, for your life. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. Well, just on the same subject, are there any activities that you consciously do um, or any practices uh, that you have um, integrated into your day-to-day you know, routine or, or maybe you do it once a week, or, uh, but with the objective of helping you improve your self-esteem? Hmm, self-esteem. Um, I wouldn't say it's day-to-day or like a fixed, regular uh, uh, schedule, but I think I take moments in life or in my routine where um, I take time to acknowledge the things I've done or like to acknowledge me as a person. Mm -hmm. And um, it can be something about what I like about myself, I can be something where I'm proud about myself. Mm-hmm. And when the instance um, um, happen, I take the time to like you know, really acknowledge myself as, as, mm-hmm. as a person or as my achievements or something I'm proud of. Or, or sometimes it can be something I aspire to do or something, a goal that I want to do. And I use it as a moment to assure myself you know, that this is something I can achieve. Yeah. And it takes a lot of... Um, Talking to yourself and, and just getting in touch with yourself and be like, you know, um, this is something you can do or this is something that you can work towards. Um, so I wouldn't say there's a specific um, routine that I do every day or, or every week, but I think it's important to always recognize um, your, 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 yourself and just take the time to acknowledge it. Sometimes the universe sends you messages or hints and, and you just have to stop and just like, oh, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, know, I know what you mean. Uh, I feel the same way in terms of, you know, getting those little messages from the universe every now and again. Uh, it's, um, it's mainly stop and take a breather and, you know, just, you know, be thankful that you yes. are alive and be thankful that, you know, for everything that you have in your life. So, yeah, I completely understand gratitude is a good value it's a good um, characteristic to have I think when you are thankful when you take time to, to say your thanks and to acknowledge how grateful you are for what you have or what you've done or how far you've come I think that 
plays a bigger role in, in your well-being as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that. You're listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. Like any other person, I would take a guess and say that at some point in your life, you've, as all of us, have struggled with your self-esteem or your self-confidence. Would you agree with this? Yes, definitely. I think it's very human to doubt yourself or to feel not good about yourself on some days. And um, yes, definitely. Any example on something that has made you feel insecure that you have managed to leave behind? Uh, Generally, as as a person, I think we always question our self-worth and our value so to speak I think we wonder if we are good enough mm-hmm. especially for, for what society has set for us so I think um, I've grown a lot in trying to be less insecure about a lot of things I, I mean I would like to think so I'm trying to think of a specific example um, but I think okay maybe I can just point out an example when it comes to dating and men Mm-hmm. I think I have grown a lot in just being more secure about myself and being less worried about, you know, um, if there's something wrong with me or if there's, if there's something that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. I think I've taken it more as it's a journey of who I am becoming and the person that I am. It's the growth that I am has got a lot to do with the people I attract. So it's not so much to do with that. I think what I'm basically trying to say is that I'm beginning to trust my journey. So it has improved my, it has made me more secure with myself. Like it has reduced my insecurity in when I trust my journey and myself that I'm the person I am is who, I wouldn't say, okay, um, how do I put this? I trust my journey and that, has made me be more confident about um, who I attract in my life and I'm less worried about um, whether, especially in dating, right, whether something works out or not and I'm not so hard to fault myself on on something. And um, I wouldn't say I've left it behind, but it's something I'm working on, Mm -hmm. um, less insecure about about this. But... uh, yeah, I think my journey on on trying to find a partner, I don't like the word find because we're not really searching that it's, it's, it's a journey, but I think for, for partnership um, is something that I've, I think, I would like to think I've improved a lot. Mm-hmm. I was not the mess that I was five years ago or even three years ago. So yeah, I hope that answers the question. It does. Um, what changed? I mean, because you just said, Five years ago or three years ago, you were a different person. Now you are more confident. Oh, what changed? I don't know where to start with this. Okay, maybe I can just start by saying, um, I think physically I used to have really, really bad skin. Mm-hmm. And um, I worked on clearing it up. So um, just being acne free for most of my, from, uh, from I was 12, I think from I was 12 to almost like in my 30s, I think that played 
a big part of um, my confidence, I think. So once I was acne free, I was a bit more confident about myself. Um, I realized there's a big difference. I mean, I was, I, I, when I thought I was already confident um, back then, but now that I see myself in a different light physically, I think um, that plays a big role. Mm-hmm. And also, I, um, along the way, I made some life choices. I think we talked about cutting off toxic people. I think that helps a lot. Um, sometimes, even though some people, um, you know, they seem to be uh, important in your life, but you just have to learn to distance yourself or to give yourself room to go, to be who you want to be as a person. I think that's, that has also helped me a lot in understanding who I am and who I want to be and who I, just to embrace your authentic self, I think that's, that's a term that some people um, use to describe it, to, to just be who you really are inside and not to feel constrained by other people's expectations of you. Yeah. I think when you free yourself from that, and sometimes it takes it takes distancing, you know, from that type of environment. I think that help has helped me a lot mm-hmm. throughout the years. So I think that has played a bigger part. Um, this, I I would say, yeah, I would say these two things has helped me a lot in those changes that I've, I've made yeah. on my journey. Yeah. Well, I think you touched base on something very important. We had spoken about this earlier in our interview and it's getting rid of toxic people, which basically translate as putting boundaries uh, towards other people. And I, I think that is one of the best ways, you know, just get rid of all that bad energy out of just, you know, keep it out of your life. And that is one of the best ways to uplift you and also, you know, surround yourself with people that are going to really value you for who you are. That is definitely a, a big, big, big key there. It's, it's really important to like keep yourself in a, in a good position and in, in your heart and in your head. Yeah. So if self-esteem, <clears throat> if we could like, we would to measure self-esteem on a scale from one to 10, where do you think you would be today? Um, today I would be like a seven or eight ish. Hmm? Yeah. About a seven or eight. Yeah. Around yeah. there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think I've been, I've been feeling this way for a while. Like I've been saying I've been living my best life mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Even though things are not perfect, but because I'm able to, I understand that I can handle my challenges in life. I think that has helped a lot. So I think for me to be able to say that, you know, uh, it's a form of, it's a measure of self-esteem. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that's one of the ways that I, I would say I measure it by being able to say that, you know what, um, life will not be perfect. Life will not, has not, will not always be perfect. And I will always have challenges and I'll just always be shit to deal with, but I can do it. I can do this, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. There is another thing that I wanted to ask you about, and it's something that you have achieved in your life uh, ha- that has made you feel complete and deeply satisfied about yourself. Can you think about something? Uh, it's very hard for me to pinpoint to one certain um, life event or milestone in life. But if I could just, um, I could if I could just use my travel as an as an example on as a whole yeah, for sure um, i think it's a big um achievement for me uh when because i travel solo most of the time i'm, I'm by myself and it's always figuring out things it's stressful enough just to plan a trip you know mm-hmm. it's stressful enough to be in a place you've never been where we don't talk where you don't speak the language or you you know you don't know what's expected but um 
stressful enough for anyone to go through, to have to go through that. But sometimes I have um, some anxieties to deal with. I on in my life on a daily basis, and traveling makes me more anxious. It's actually um, the the planning, the the being there, the trying to navigate yourself. It actually added a layer of anxiety to my whole experience. But every time I'm able to walk away, I'm able to accomplish that, or I'm able to um, have a trip a successful trip even though um like whatever challenges i feel it's i feel that's an achievement of my own and um then people ask me like why do you make, your, make yourself go through that why do you travel when it actually makes you more anxious you know, when it doesn't help the anxiety i'm like because i want to <laughs> because I, I like i want to see the world and i don't let that stop me i think that's something that i just push through yeah to, to um to just get on with it. There will always be times when I'm stressed, mm-hmm. even if I'm traveling because um, it's a very different situation for me. I think what has helped me a lot is um, like I manage, I try to manage it and I try to identify um, triggers. I think some people would say that what would trigger me to feel a certain way. Um, and I realized that planning helps me a lot. So I always try to make plans in advance. I yeah. think some people say that's not spontaneous or that's, you know, you don't, that's not how you live your life. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, planning helps me to keep things in check. So yeah. it helps me feel like I don't have to worry because I already thought of what I'm going to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. yes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's how I deal with it. So, um, yeah, I would say being traveling by myself or like just being brave enough to travel i think that's i would think that's one of my biggest achievements in life. yeah especially with anxiety so have you um suffered from anxiety for your whole life or is it something that is recent um i think as a child from from my childhood but um i don't want to throw this word around because um i, I know some people it's, it's harder for some people like i don't need to go on medications or anything for it it's just it's just I know it's I recognize it as a feeling that I have. Okay. But um, but yeah, it's funny you mention this because for most of my adult love, adult life, especially in my my twenties, I've mistaken anxiety for adrenaline. So all of the time I thought, well, this feeling is just who is just a rush to get me to get to push me to do things. Mm-hmm. But as I get older, I dis- I realize this is not always a good feeling. You have to deal with it. You know. Yeah. So it's something. It, it's a feeling. Feelings come and go. Yes. So it's something you learn to recognize and manage, and that's something I've learned that you can manage your feelings. Yeah. It's important that you recognize them first um, in order for you to um, manage them. So anxiety is just one of the feelings that I go through. So when it hits, when it comes, it's just um, some you know strategies I have learned to put in place to just cope. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I and I think that's uh, yeah. I mean, I think uh, people that suffer from some sort of anxiety or depression or any other, you know, mental illness in general, because there's different, uh, there's just different types as well. Not, I wouldn't say types. I would just say like there's different ways to experience it, but they're all hard to deal with. And you know, yeah. just the fact that you actually go out and travel by yourself—that's uh, really cool. And I think uh, it's very commendable. Uh, yeah, that is awesome. Okay, well, Nira, um, before I let you go, is there anything else you would like to add to our interview? Anything you want to tell our listeners right now? Um, I would say 
just live your best life, do the things you want to do. Um, it takes some time to sometimes achieve the things you want to. And um, trust your journey, I think. Trust your journey as a person. And, um, and don't ignore the universe. It's always sending you signs out there. So, yeah. Um, trust your journey and trust the universe. <laughs> okay. I think that's very valid. Trust your journey and trust your universe. Um, you mentioned something before we started our interview in one of your emails uh, about your social media handle, something you want to put out there. That's what is it that you right. do? That's right. Um, I I think as an in the communications industry, I think I always place a lot of value in, in social presence. So feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's Munira B for both M-U-N-E-E-R-A-H-B for Bangkok. Um, I post uh, my thoughts and um, sometimes I try to be funny on Twitter, but sometimes I just want to be a fangirl and reach out to celebrities, but it's a mix of different things um, on Twitter. On Instagram, I'm trying to create um, something fun. Uh, what I do is I wear African wax prints across Asia. So across my travels, I sometimes do a shoot or I take photos at, uh, at um, some landmarks. Um, uh, I don't know where this is going, but I am trying to see how it works. But um, right now it's a very colorful feed and um, you might like it. Cool. All right. I will let you guys uh, Munira's handles and in Instagram and Twitter in our website so you can click them and follow her. Well, thanks again for your time, Anira. It was very nice uh, to have you as my guest. And I hope that we keep in touch. Thank you very much for having me. It's great talking to you today. Thank you for listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, continue fueling your inner fire.